Welcome to Bacon Talk. Hello and welcome to episode number 44 of Unrelenting September 30th, 2022, Jeans Heading South. 44? Is that all we're on? Yeah, 44. Ah, I thought we were like over 100, right? Seems like hundreds, if not thousands. It feels like it. Maybe (laughs) thousands is correct. Yeah. Isn't that how you usually know the marriage is about to go south when you're like, hey, honey, it's our anniversary. Oh, what's it like? The 40th? Second. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you go from second to forty, then something may be up. Yes, it may just feel like a really yeah. long time. It, I think it usually takes about seven years to get to forty. Until you're like that itch, you gotta have that you know, seven year itch, and then you're like time. It's like you're in the TARDIS, and you don't know how much time has been, and but you got space. And it's you're... been forever. <laughs> just right. That's all you know. It's been a long time. I can't remember when I felt good right well that's it that is it well, that's uh-huh, why you're heading uh-huh. south for another vacation yeah uh exactly i uh i'm heading south you're correct in that totally. heading, and, all the deals uh, the florida deals i hear uh tampa's really you can get a lot of deals right now good deals so gotta go on vacation again uh everything's a water week. view mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. well you're, you're pretending to go down there to work you say though Oh, yeah. Vacation work. Totally. Yep. You write your best books while inebriated on a beach. Yeah. Not drinking this year, but yeah. Well, I mean, inebriated just on life. Uh, Sure. Sure. That works. A whole life year good. without alcohol. I've done that a few times. Have you? Okay. Yeah. I've done a month before when I was in my late 20s. I've never done a year before. Ooh. So this is uh. Was this a test of will or just a uh, just uh, over it? A little bit of both. And uh, I, I know my liver thanking me. Well, and so is your wallet, because the alcohol you like is that's like $7,000 an ounce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, there's uh yeah, I hadn't really thought about it, but you're absolutely right, because even even if you're not buying the really expensive stuff, there's no such thing as cheap alcohol, or at least not anything I'm worth. I'm going to entertain drinking. No, I mean, you're starting probably there are some Irish whiskeys that are probably about 30 that are decent, but it's, yeah, you don't want like the $9 and 99 cent. Uh, no, but even just, you know, going out to bars or whatever, or even just restaurants and having wine with meal, that'll, that'll add up quickly. Well, yeah, because they take the cost that they paid for the bottle of wine and, and then they multiply, yeah, multiply it by three or mm-hmm. four. That's the people are like, why is that? Why do they do that? Well, because they're there to make uh-huh. money. Well, and in Texas, a lot of places are actually BYOB, which is nice. Yeah, which I'd never heard of until I got to Texas. Like, you got to be kidding me. A restaurant lets me bring my own alcohol? <laughs> there are, wow. There are some of They'll those. They'll even hold it for me. They have a little locker. Oh, Isn't my that God. nice? Yeah. There are a few of those here. And it's a lot of them. It's just because the liquor licenses can be so hard to get. They're so expensive. Right. 
but they can't tell that, you not to bring your own wine in so now there's one place uh barbecue place out here called salt lake that um that is byob but has a liquor store about 100 feet off yeah we've i think we've talked about that which is genius and we may have yeah which is <laughs> yeah genius or crazy depending on how you you want to look at it so you sit down and you're like hey i'd like some wine and they're like we don't sell it here and they just point next Mm -hmm. door which is their place give you the old thumb over the shoulder i'm guessing it's not the cheapest liquor store in town either i would guess not yeah that's a good point if they're smart anyway i i generally just drink iced tea i mean even before my whole uh I'm, i'm going to take uh uh you know, a year off sabbatical from drinking or whatever. I, even then, when I eat barbecue, I I just prefer my barbecue to be just nothing but barbecue and iced tea to wash it down. Well, yeah, you can't enjoy the barbecue as much if you're totally yeah. like whacked. Now, I I may have asked you this before too, but do you have a favorite barbecue place out there? You know, in the Chicago land area in, in Chicago, we went through it. It's been a while. My buddy Ron, who passed away a few years ago, was um, mm-hmm. was was a little bit insane, but in a good way. And he was kind of on a quest to try every. And in Chicago, you know, mainly what you're getting is barbecued ribs. I mean, right. you can still get the briskets and that. I mean, but that's more. You know, I would expect that in Kansas and Texas and all that. It, so, yeah, yeah, and I I would agree. I think most of my life, when I said the word barbecue, what I referred to was ribs, right? Pork ribs. But it changes if you're down south a little bit. It does in Texas. In if you say barbecue, the default is brisket. So if you if you want barbecued ribs, you have to specify. Now, we had a a theory, my buddy Ron and I, that we pretty much proved, which was the more dangerous the neighborhood in chicago the better the ribs the better the ribs mm-hmm. the thicker the bulletproof glass at the mm-hmm. at the venue the better the ribs and he went and would just pick these things up and you know bring them back because he was a contractor and so that explains how he died i guess well the cancer but i would wouldn't doubt that there was uh <laughs> something related to all the crap you uh breathe in because he was a tile installer she did all the tile in our house was way better than most tile installers but okay i was referring to the uh going into shady neighborhoods but you blew that no see that this was the funny thing because of course he had a just crappy beat up truck and when he would go pick up this food most of the time he was in his work clothes which looked like he was Mm -hmm. homeless or actually he looked like he was a step down from homeless Mm -hmm. he's like nobody wants to screw with that kind of a guy (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. Like you're just here to buy ribs, but uh, nice. Yeah, we tried a lot of barbecued ribs, uh, barbecued ribs in Chicago, mm-hmm. and none are bad. They're all just a little different. I can't say you would pick one necessarily over the other. They're all slightly different, and they're all delicious. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, bad ribs are good. I, I like the uh, slathered in sauce and fall off the bone ribs. Yes, which some people don't. They're a purist, and they're like, "Well, that's no good." Mm-hmm. Yeah, some just, people are really dry rub people. Yes, which I mean, both are good. I've tried both, but there is something about the, uh, like you said, it's almost like a when you're when you're done, it's almost like the uh, artificial McRib stuff because the bones are just gone, mm-hmm. and the delicious meat is there. 
and that's uh, that's hard to beat. There's a place not too far from here called Ex Senators, which it's been a while since I've, I've gone over there to get some ribs. I mean, it's not a bad part of town, but it's uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the best, but it's not uh, you're going to get shot kind of bad, <laughs> which uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I need somebody else that can go that wants to take on that uh, take on that job of going into the worst parts of <laughs> Chicago just to get some barbecue. Yeah. If there's any volunteers, let there know. Yeah. That would be a party. The the rib picker upper. Uh it's it's you see now that I wonder if any of those places are on Uber Eats and what kind of a tip people would expect. I'm sure most of them are. <laughs> yeah. I mean everything's on Uber Eats that I've seen. It's true. It's hard that's, not to be, because that's their sales pitch is like, well, you know, everybody else is. And the restaurant be the then, only restaurant that isn't? Well, yeah, you kind of do, because my buddy owns a pizza place. And they mm-hmm. they kind of are at war now with the Uber Eats and pickup services because, I mean, they're well aware that when Uber Eats brings an order in, they'll fill it, but mm-hmm. Uber Eats has taken 30%. Yeah. So now they've gone to, hey, order directly from us and let our pickup delivery driver do it, and we'll give you a 15% off coupon to, mm-hmm. to order directly from us rather than going to uber eats because they know even at that even giving 15 percent yeah. off they're still 15 percent ahead of, of well, the irony eats. is i found with the local pizza places that some of them i mean it, it depends on which one but some of them uh they they've always delivered pizza but if you put an order in through them it could be like an hour and a half delivery you put an order in through uber eats it's like a half hour delivery it's like magic well, because they have maybe three, five guys working there total doing the delivery runs. Which makes sense. And There's if they get busy, amount. they get busy. Right. Uber Eats has a almost unlimited number of people delivering. So Well, they do literally. Yeah. So the order basically goes in as a counter pickup, which they can do pretty quick. And then uh, Uber guys pick it up versus the guys working at the restaurant. So it gets done a lot faster. It's like, magic. but I'm sure, like you said, the restaurant makes a lot less money on that. Yeah, which they don't like. Yeah, but pizza's so damn cheap of a business, anyway. Well, which is why it's almost criminal when you see the the prices that they've gone up to. I mean, we ordered a pizza the other day, and it was like thirty five bucks. It's like that's and it was like Austin prices. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that was the first thing my buddy said when, which I never really understood. Because his place, he likes more of the, uh, you know, upscale Italian dishes than that. Mm. But he's also well aware of it's like, well, the margins on those way less than what's on the pizza. He's like, oh, yeah, for five mm-hmm. bucks, you can make a pizza and, uh, you know, sell it for 30. Well, it, regardless of what's on the pizza, uh, dough is 75% to 90% of the pizza. So you think about that dough is one of the cheapest things you can make. It's just flour, water, a little bit of salt and yeast. And it's, uh, it costs very little and it's, it's well, the majority of what you're actually eating with pizza. And it's the deliciousness if done right. Yeah. Well, the ingredients I think are delicious. Um, the stuff that they put on top or let's put it this way. Things that have fat in them are well, delicious. Yes. Well, there you go. And, uh-huh. and those cost more. And meat. 
Yeah, you do double the cheese and then you triple the meat and you're good to go. But you'll notice that some of them also, the, the shrinkflation has hit some of the uh, pizza places around here because it's like uh, mm-hmm. the amount of cheese, less, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, the amount of pepperoni or sausage, less. Yeah, but it's probably a good thing. I mean, it's as healthier. A, yeah, exactly. As, as an above average weight American, uh, I will say <laughs> that uh, it may not be a bad thing that we have shrinkflation happening. I know it's my favorite. Um, place that i get my uh palestinian chicken from uh they used to be and they they were a great bargain i think i even talked about them in the past but i used to get like a uh nine pieces of chicken kebab so probably either two or three skew, probably two skewers but they were nine pieces and the price was like eight bucks or something I mean, it was on top of uh, rice. It was just ridiculously cheap and good quality every time. Well, I, I still order from them, but their prices went up by 25%. And, and you now get one fewer pieces for that same dish. Bastards. So I know. And it's, it sucks when you compare it to what they used to be. But when you compare it to what everybody else is doing, it's like, oh, there's still a good deal. Yeah. And I love a good chicken kebab. They, uh, yeah. A couple of the grocery stores around here make them. So you just throw them in the air fryer, you know, or on your grill if you mm-hmm. want to do that. But it's quick, it's easy, and it's, is your way air healthier. fryer big enough that you can put a whole kebab in there? Yeah. I can put isn't. like, I could put like four kebabs side by side in there. It's How like long the, are these kebabs? Um, I would say they're about 10, 12 inches. Your fryer is a foot inside dimensions yeah, really dude, it's big yeah it's like the biggest kosari one uh they make okay because mine's probably eight inches and it i can put something diagonally but not you know no i can fit these side by side which is awesome hmm. i mean i've actually been do- also just taking two kebabs and then cutting up some uh, red pepper and putting that in there with it to uh to have a little sure. extra veg yeah 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 no that's cool yeah i and i i like the using the air fryer but it's just I feel that the inside dimensions are too goddamn small. Yeah, you need it bigger. I've got, and I believe it's going to fit, but we'll find mm-hmm. out. This is the first time I've tried this um, because I tried it with a pre-cooked rotisserie chicken mm-hmm. that fit in there. So I yeah. ordered one of the, for the first time, a full small chicken. I think it's like nine or 10 pounds. So I'm going to try mm-hmm. cooking that in the air fryer. Well, but the chicken isn't, I mean, it's kind of roundish. It's not squarish the way kebabs are. No, that's true. But it's the height would be the uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the main thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when I bought this thing, I thought I was mostly going to make you know French fries, which of course because you could do that. Which is what they sell it as. It's like, oh, make great fries with less oil. It's like okay, and then what I realized is that most of the stuff I'm making isn't actually French fries. It's uh. It's either heating or reheating sort of pre-prepared dishes from the grocery store and, uh, or, you know, including like kebabs that are pre-made or whatever. But what I found is I had to cut the damn wood sticks in half. That's no good. So that they fit because the whole, you know, full length ones, just like I can put one of them in there diagonally. You need a bigger air fryer. 
I may need a bigger air fryer. I like the one I've got. It looks nice. It's all silver or you know stainless or whatever. But uh, I think it's too small. Yeah, you need it to be large enough to handle. Uh, I mean, for a single person, though, I mean, that's usually uh, you'd say the portions are less, but you're right. You need it wide enough. It works for me. I yeah, can put it's, like uh, if like thick cut bacon, mm-hmm. I can put five slices in there and it'll it'll crisp. Those I can up do nicely. four slices of, of bacon nice. without overlapping. So, yeah, that's that's the thing. I never even thought about it when I bought it. I didn't. It didn't occur to me that the inside dimensions mattered that much, but it depends what you're trying do. to put in there. Now, if you're what, just what throwing... I started, what I started doing with bacon is actually wrapping it into a little kind of a spiral or a tube, and then putting that in there. So it should be okay. So it'll fit. Well, there, it, there's two benefits actually. One is it'll fit. The other one is that it's on its edge, so all the fat drips off. Well, see that does it when it's flat even in mine because there's enough of a uh, reservoir underneath that it just yeah. falls through the basket and uh, so it's not actually cooking in its own grease yeah yeah no i i same thing but no what i mean is sometimes if you put it flat you'll have it cooked but there's a little lake of grease on top of the bacon oh i gotcha because it curled up so this just takes that lake of grease and whooshes it, it away. It drains it instantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it just slightly a little more. So there's two ways to do it. One is to use toothpicks to hold it together while, you know, while it's cooking. The other way is to just put enough of them in there, all of them twirled up on their side, <laughs> that you don't need toothpicks, but then you're making like uh, a dozen bacon. bacon things. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Bacon Talk and Unrelenting, I've done, everybody. I've done both of those. Yeah. It's bacon, uh, bacon Talk's pretty good. You have to test it out. You got to find out what works best. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe I, I guess this thing's also survived long enough that I can probably justify replacing it. Cause it's, uh, I want to say I got it 2017 or 18. Yeah. So that's been more, like four to five years. Yeah. Ours so got, is and it, like two I, or three I, now. I think it was only like 180 bucks. So I got my money's worth out of it. About the same, and we've replaced the inner basket once because that was starting mm. to just be overall caked and really bad. I couldn't clean it up. It, it, it got to that point, yeah. It was like it's, wow. no, okay. the uh, the coating started coming off, so that was oh no, that's not good. That was the time you knew it had to be replaced. But I think we're ready for uh, another one. But I'd buy another Kosari. It's worked perfectly. Hmm. And there, you just get the largest one, and it's. Uh, yeah, you should reach out and see if we get a sponsorship by them for the show. Be like, hey, you want to join us? We're talking about air fryer cooking. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. You can do everything, man. It's like that. Uh, exactly cool. like you said. It was, oh, you know, uh, this would be a healthy way to make, you know, French fries and chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. That was about yep. the thought. It, that was exactly right. Yep. And it's like, oh, no, no, it's way more. Uh, yeah, you make all kinds of shit. It's, it's faster than the microwave a lot of times. Oh, and it's great for just even taking, you know, you want to make a Reuben, you take it, mm-hmm. you put it in there with the bread and it just toasts the outside of the bread. It warms the corned beef. Uh, it's beautiful. Oh, it is very good at toasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It's, it's yeah, an amazing I, I device. I, I never understood why they didn't just include these in all microwaves. I mean, all you got to freaking do is put a fan in there that blows hot air around. Well, which is you have to have another way to do the hot air too, though, not. 
the well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you're right. It wouldn't be that hard to uh, even if you put just a fan into a microwave. So the parts that are getting just nuked versus the parts that are still cold get warm air moving around in there. That would be better because I think the only thing the microwave fans do is they suck the air out. (laughs) Well, that's why you have the rotisserie to move the food while you're making it. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I, I and if you've seen, been, with the microwaves, been, have you seen that there was a guy? There's, uh, I'm sure there are multiple, but there's a guy that's YouTube channel mm-hmm. was mainly devoted to crazy shit, cooking, which you could do with microwaves. Well, what oh. what mm. the technology could do, and he proved that when you put a microwave on, say 50 percent power, uh huh, the microwaves don't have a 50 percent power like you're driving and you're only going no. half acceleration. It's just turning it off for 50% of the time. Yeah, exactly. So it's like nuke off, nuke off, nuke off. Yep. Who knew? That is true. I I knew that. I never paid. Everybody knew that. I never thought about it. I was like, oh, you know what else doesn't, doesn't go 50%. Gene. Uh, no, it goes 50% (laughs) a lot. Uh, no, the, uh, been down to like three, four percent at times. Uh huh. LED lights. So wait, oh, that's blowing my mind. So wait a minute, because they have dimmers that you could use on LED lights. Is All they the- do is turn off and on. No, wouldn't you get like an ep- 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 epileptic fit if that happened? Well, if you use a camera to record an LED light, you will see that it's actually doing that. That's bizarre. But your eyeballs are not uh, sensitive enough to notice it. I mean, it makes total sense because you think about it, old school TV sets, right? The CRTs we used to have, they used to literally light up one pixel at a time as they're scanning left to right uh, and drawing all those lines. And to our eyeballs, we would see a full image. You remember those TV sets, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's... Now, one interesting thing is that... um, Animals that are much superior to us in vision, like cats, never used to watch TV sets because all they they never understood what the fascination of people is to sit and watch a pixel moving across the screen. Right, really that's fast. All they saw like up, up. Yeah, that's all they would see is they would see the actual single pixel running across the screen, like top left to bottom right. But that was happening yeah. all within like what. 60 times a second was it or yep. no, 30, what yeah, it? 30 30 times a second uh but you know our shitty human eyes would blend all that together into a single image now we do have better color perception than they do but uh, they have much faster um ability to uh to see change than we do because they're actual predators unlike us and we're, now we're prey with the led <laughs> and uh the plasma screens they're like hey wait this is actually- yeah they can actually watch it now and you'll see a lot of cats and dogs watching tv these days they're always amused uh, when they see another animal on the screen uh-huh oh yeah yeah for sure i think they they think of a tv as just a window isn't it though I mean, it's they, our window to the world gene well metaphorically for us but physically you know virtually for them uh, but it's a it's an interesting idea. But yeah, if you 
You'll notice this if you watch like a, a car review done by not a professional channel, but by one of the multitude of YouTube car reviewers um, that are using consumer quality cameras. You'll notice that uh, all the tail lights, headlights, everything is just blinking really fast. Uh, because the camera is actually picking up. Well, it's out of sync. The camera right. is recording at a certain frame rate, and it's out of sync with the frame rate of the blinking of the light. Uh, because if you just turn an LED on, um, you know it'll give you the most uh, the most brightness that it's capable of delivering, but it'll also burn out much like a uh, a regular old school light bulb. So you want to have LEDs that last forever. You can either run them at much lower levels of uh, light production, or you can run them at higher, at, at full power, but turn them on and off really fast. So you just want to sit there and keep flipping the switch? Well, like, I mean, it's kind of automated. Yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> it's It's part of the package, but, uh, but they're not uh, constant on. Uh, it's a, um, it's, it's interesting stuff that we just, there's so many things that we have with our senses that can be, uh, I guess fooled isn't quite the right word, but essentially we're just not very good. Well, yeah. Well, we went from the incandescent bulbs to mm-hmm. the horrible compact fluorescent which i never bought i was like screw that i'll stock I like up. compact fluorescents i never had any problems with them i don't know why people bitch about them <laughs> they drive me nuts i don't know what it is about them i don't know it, it, if it's the aura they put out what whatever Incidentally, it is they do the same thing those also flashed really fast that may be why mm-hmm. and maybe i picked up on that because it just had it kind of make you f- feel like you were inside of a best buy or costco because it just had that artificial mm-hmm. light screaming out of it but when the leds came out that were very much indistinguishable for me at least and that was mm-hmm. before i you know had horrible horrible vision i you could put them in you, you know, have a uh like in our kitchen fixture here there's five bulbs i put three of the leds yeah. and two incandescent and you look at it and you're like i can't tell the difference mm-hmm and you're using yeah, like so much. They're, I mean, they're much better. Oh yeah, and they use like six watts instead of a uh, hundred or whatever the comparable well, uh, rate the, is. Now. Yeah, the 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 CF bulbs that we had for a while that you dislike actually were the most economical. They yeah, used they less sucked. power than LEDs, but they sucked. But some people have a weird reaction to them. Yeah. Well, yeah, but maybe it was only good for lizard people or something it's it's uh i mean there there's certainly a group of people that really couldn't stand them but i don't know they seem fine to me you're like they lit the place up it's all i'm looking for yeah the house that i built back in the 2000s um i had all those bulbs in there and uh they're they were perfectly fine the only thing again is they had issues being dimmed but other than that annoyance and well, you yeah. can get digital dimmers for them eventually but well, yeah, but those were those are the ones like if you dimmed them, they were like zzz, you get the buzzing and uh, well, the, the yeah, the shitty ones would, but you get good ones. They just cost more. 
Who wants um, to spend a lot on lightning? Mm, <laughs> spend a lot on lightning there, that's for sure. The current house I've got all the LED stuff in, and I, I don't think I've replaced, knock on wood, I don't think I've replaced a bulb in a decade here. I've replaced just one or two, and I'm assuming that was because they were fairly cheap Costco bulbs, and, uh, mm-hmm. and which overall is still fairly impressive. It's not like the, you, you forget how much we used to have to change incandescent bulbs well and remember that's by design yeah you know edison still has light bulbs burning for over 100 years at his house we got to burn them out baby you got to buy more they were yeah they were designed to be a consumable not a permanent fixture and and it's absolutely possible to do a uh i I wonder i'll bet you you could probably order some these days um i haven't done the search myself because i'm not I prefer the white light to the yellow light, so I'm I'm fine with LEDs. But uh, you like the natural daylight, pep you up kind of bulb. If you like that yellow bulb look that we used to have, the warmness, uh, I'll yeah. bet you somebody makes like long life bulbs right now that don't burn out because there's there's no more incentive to make the burn outable kind because <laughs> if you do, they'll be made replaced with an LED. So the only the only competitive incandescents you can make are going to be the long age ones, which should last for decades. Right. It's the artisan collection now of uh, of incandescent yeah. bulbs. Yeah. And I, I think literally the only difference is going to be the thickness and possibly the material. Yeah, that's being burned. that that the uh, the actual uh, wire is made from. Yeah that the current is going through. I used to have yeah. uh, a uh, halogen light in the office mm, here, which was, I had one of those. Yeah. It was a great thing in the winter, mm-hmm. but in the yeah, summer, it heats, not, heats you up. Yes. Yeah. I remember those things being so it was like 500 watts. I was like, wow, that's a, <laughs> I'm using a 60 watt light bulb and that's hot. And this is 500 watts. Yeah. Those things would fry insects, uh-huh. anything that comes without even landing. Anything that flies close to it just gets just obliterated. Yeah. I had one that just had a uh, piece of glass that sat Mm -hmm. right on top of, well, it didn't sit. There was a little air, but it was right uh, above that because of that, because the bulbs get so damn hot. Oh, insanely hot. Yeah. I I had the stand up lamp like that. I remember. Right. That's exactly what in the eighties. Yeah. And it would heat up the room. I remember. Oh yeah. It's like, (laughs) it could be. 20 degrees outside and it's like yeah. well if, if it's just me at home you know for the day working wife's out at work i could just turn the uh the heat off in the rest of the house and that would just use the lamp yeah, yeah that would more than heat up the room yeah and that's what we used to have in cars too if you remember if yeah, the headlights mm-hmm. like that was a beautiful thing you could actually see yeah and then we got high intensity discharge headlights lamps which were a arc based light i believe that were very cool because they were cool white instead of yellow so kind of started associating a white colored headlights with expensive car going a little well, yeah you want to see further the white got you a better yeah distance and when you're going 100 miles an hour you want to see you know what's coming in front of you uh speaking of nice then, cars yeah this is a great segue did you see the Apple executive who was fired? Tony Blevins. No. He showed up at some event 
mm-hmm. where there was a TikToker that was asking everybody who had a nice car mm-hmm. the same question, which is, um, you know, what do you do or whatever? Because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I guess the uh, Mercedes this guy drove up in was a $500,000 Mercedes. So wow, he got asked the question, hey, what do you do for a living? And he answered, uh, I have rich cars, play golf and fondle big breasted women, but I take weekends and holidays off. Nice. That got him fired from Apple. Well, they probably just ran out of the big breasted women there. <laughs> this is this is my question. Which part of that statement is so offensive that it will have somebody losing their job? Yeah, wait, repeat it again. I have rich cars, play golf, and fondle big-breasted women, but I take weekends and major holidays off. And then he added, if interested, I've got a hell of a dental plan, too. Now, his wife or girlfriend, whoever was sitting in the car car? laughing. Was she? Yeah. What's a rich car? I don't know what a rich car is. I know what an expensive car is. I guess that's what he meant. This is this is a U, in the UK though, I believe. So oh, the UK people because he okay, was wearing so he was an a, Apple UK guy. Yeah, well, he was wearing a uh, Jolly Roger T-shirt uh-huh. under his jacket. You know, he looked like this guy was ready to go out and uh, uh-huh. uh, and Party. I guess this was a line because it's funny. Uh, I guess this was taken kind of from a line from the. 1981 movie with Dudley Moore Arthur that is kind of uh, okay, the okay. way he was dressed too so this was obviously meant to be a joke taken lightly right okay but this got him fired i'm like okay so saying you have the car not big deal playing golf obviously not a big deal taking weekends and holidays off not I think a big it's deal the fact that he wasn't homosexual th- i'm thinking it's like so because, because he liked to if fondle. If he would have just yeah. said big cocks instead of big breasts, he probably would have still had his job. Dude, you're right. You couldn't get fired for that because then you it would can't be homophobic. Get fired for that, it's absolutely, especially given, you know, Apple's gay agenda. But this is. I'm hoping this guy's able to like sue Apple for billions because that is what they deserve. Oh, he's not going to sue anybody. No, I'm sure he got fired, but he probably got a few million bucks of severance. Probably probably got a good deal, but I still can't understand yeah. why is this offensive for a straight man just to say, "Hey, I'm rich, I like to fondle big-breasted women." He well, didn't it's say- not. It's only offensive to say if you work at Apple. I guess. I mean, it's not like he said he he did it without their consent or that yeah. they weren't yeah. into it or didn't want it. Uh it's like this is well, just admitting what everybody knows about that's just, biology. That's toxic masculinity, don't you know? Exactly. Which is why it's there's toxic. a whole new podcast I'm going to be doing soon that talks about all this kind of stuff, but with somebody really? who is not a male. Somebody who's not a male. I know. Finally, I've been needing a female. You've been co-host waiting for for a while for that. Yeah, for a long time. Exactly. And it will. Uh, it'll get kicked and in. Not, not your wife. No. No. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be a little while uh, because this person probably won't have power because of the hurricane coming in soon into the yeah. Carolinas. Uh, but after that, mm-hmm. there's things in there are things in motion. Yeah. Was that the challenge? As soon as you surpass the number of followers she has, she has to do a show with you. <laughs> she asked me. So that maybe uh-huh. it was. It was like, oh, geez, um, need to catch back up. Oh, so she's act- okay. She's just playing you. Got Probably. It. So no. she's going to do a show until she gets more followers once again, and then there'll be that. 
I've okay. Been, okay. I've been telling her, do a podcast. We need you to do a podcast. Uh-huh. And she came up with that idea. And I'm like, well, that actually really works. And uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm intrigued about all this kind of stuff. And it's it's hard for two white guys or even a white guy and a black guy or a white guy and an Asian guy. If it's two guys, you can't really talk as well about, you know, well, is this offensive that he said this? Does, why would anybody take this as being offensive? Why would, you know, this isn't even uh, just reprimanding like, well, you should, uh, you know, you should think about you're representing Apple when you're out there. So saying anything mm-hmm. that might be, it's like, no, this is like immediate fired this is termination. This is wow. I don't get it, but it's like, any I'm guy, telling you it's, it's, it's saying breasts instead of cock. Yeah. That's what it is. And it just, it's just saying it. And it's not like this was at an Apple event. This was on his own time. So you guys, mm. that you can't make a joke because some asshole with a camera is going to mm. put you on TikTok. You're going to go viral and your company is going to go, Oh, fire that guy. Hmm. it's like i don't understand it's like this had nothing to do with his job i mean you're making the case that his comments were so bad that they could hurt the company and it's like what comment did he make again that he likes Mm -hmm. big-breasted women wow he likes to fondle big-breasted women now i'm gonna just ask any straight guy out there how many straight guys out there are like no no i i hate fondling Mm big-breasted women hey just hate it I think the percentage is low. Maybe he, maybe it's the, the same. Well, I guess if he was a single guy, it wouldn't matter, but I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's a bizarre, crazy thing. Uh, doesn't make any sense to me, but, uh, Apple is, you know, they're, they're a very woke company. Yeah. Tim cook and uh, COO Jeff Williams were among those angered by the comments angered i tell you that's what i'm telling you should have said cox <laughs> yes that's the only answer uh-huh, uh-huh. they're angered by the fact that somebody would dare or i should have yeah. said women with cox <laughs> i don't even understand <laughs> <laughs> i am so confused uh-huh. i am so yeah, confused it's uh the the intersectionality can be very confusing maybe you can get that explained to you I don't get what is allowed and what is not allowed. Anything about yeah. being a straight guy is now not allowed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, you should do a show with like a, a black lesbian. Okay. Is, is there anybody out there that fits that criteria? How do you find one of those? A black lesbian? Yeah. It's probably just, a Craigslist. <laughs> this, is, this could get you into a lot of trouble. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, no, for a, uh-huh. I was looking for a podcast. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, not, not for, no. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even make sense. I'm a straight guy. What would I need a lesbian for in that manner? Put on a show, That's I guess. so bad. You're just digging a hole right now. I know. It's fun. And I realized mm-hmm. a while ago I didn't start the main recorder, so the backup recorder is doing all the oh, heavy lifting today. Nice. Well, I've been back out recording as well. Well, That's perfect. Good. See, this is why it works. Uh-huh. This is why it is essential to have a professional co-host that can pick the, up the slack. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Although this will be a short podcast for us because I still need to pack and I'm flying out shortly. <laughs> why didn't you pack? Why? What do you mean? I thought about it. Seriously, but though, I, what do you I, need in Mexico? Can't you just go, you know, on I mean, natural, you know, T-shirts and shorts, I guess, and stuff. 
t-shirts, um, shorts and stuff. But, How long can that even take? Can't you buy that when you get to Mexico too? Or is that, then you'd have to pay the extra resort fee where it's like, Oh, you'd like a, a shirt and a pair of shorts. <laughs> That'll be $7,000, sir. I'm, I'm already not looking forward to buying flip-flops at the resort. Well, you don't have your own. I thought you have like a whole Adidas line of flip-flops. Of flip-flops. I, I do, but uh, I usually like to have a new set when I go to a resort. Is it for just the overall people? You don't want them like, looks like the, look at that guy. Looks like his flip-flops. They're like weeks old. Those are not brand new flip-flops on that <laughs> so, guy. Something I do, which may be annoying to some people. I, I like to uh, get a new set of flip-flops that I can wear in the pool. So you wear them into the pool? Yeah, I don't want to touch things other people have touched. Well, that makes sense. And you hear that even mm-hmm. uh, even in the nicer hotels, there's a lot of people that are like, always wear flip-flops in the shower, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And so what I usually do is just buy a pair and then uh, just use them for that hotel stay. And then you just toss them when you're done. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That seems like you could probably uh, at least give those to a poor homeless child. I'm sure somebody gets them. It seems like wasteful spending. No, not really. I mean, it's just, you know, it's like spending money on masks or gloves. There could be a black lesbian in need of flip flops. Think of them. Think of them as your foot gloves. <laughs> well, that's uh, or foot masks. My uh, co-host on the grumpy old Ben's podcast went out camping over his birthday oh, no. and got sick. But, you know, yeah, he, he didn't wear a mask, so. It, it was, Why would you wear a mask when you're camping? That would be idiotic. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it'd be idiotic to wear a mask at any time because they don't stop viruses. Exactly. But, uh, but especially when you're camping. Well, especially. Is it wrong for one man? Not to only do they not stop man? viruses, but they actually encourage bacterial growth. Well, because also, yeah, people are cheap. So, you know, especially looking back on this now. You know how many people had a cloth mask that mm-hmm. they wore for weeks and weeks without mm-hmm. laundering it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even just wearing a paper mask for like days on end because, well, you or know, they're like 30 cents a piece. More than, yeah. I mean, anything that's in front of your face for more than eight hours is stupid. Because- well, that's why you send the lesbians home when you're done. <laughs> you're like get out of here i don't but want you in front of my face anymore uh-huh because you're you're just providing a warm moist environment which just happens to be exactly what black lesbians what like funguses oh yeah funguses. Uh, yeah funguses bacteria they all like the warm and the moist and that is where well, bacteria probably grows. too yeah see no uh-huh. all comes right back around yeah i mean I guess in the end, pretty much everybody likes the warm and the moist, but um, until you're dead yeah, or fired from uh, Apple for, for making or the fired wrong from Apple, yeah, it's like no more, no more moist or warm. Yeah. Can Apple yeah. Uh, executives say warm and moist without being fired? Uh, I want to know. Mm, I, I, I don't know if you can say the word moist without being fired these <laughs> days. It's apparently on the list of banned words now. Uh huh. I want to know if what this conversation was like, too, when this guy got called in. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, we saw this video and uh, we're going to have to let you go. 
Mm-hmm. Don't say anything. This is this is why podcasters never get jobs. <laughs> Once you start podcasting, we we you can't. Mean like people with jobs don't podcast. Very rarely. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, uh huh. I mean. How many companies would uh, hire you after listening to this podcast? Zero. Yeah, good question. Yeah. It's like zero. They're like, no, no, this is very problematic. We've reached an inflection point. Well, I'm going to be on another podcast next week talking about business stuff. So, Oh, nice. What kind of business? Yeah. Uh, Just talking to rich people about how to um, get richer. Yeah, pretty much. That's that all business podcast. Yeah, gonna, I, I think in a nutshell, it is kind of all business podcast. You're like, let me tell you why you should put all of your money into rubles. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> right. Um, go, right. Yeah. Should have done that when you had the chance. And what the no, hell is going on over there? This is hilarious. This, uh, uh-huh. this annexation. Uh, this is, a, this, if I go back to the audio, I believe you called this at one point or another. I did that. It was just going to be like, yeah, well, okay, we're just annexing this and let's move on. I think I was talking about this back in March. Yeah. You knew where it was going. Yep. It's all a scam. Now it's, they, they, it'll be interesting to see what happens after, because my original prediction from March was that everything east of Kiev would become part of Russia. And, uh, they're not quite that far West, but close. Uh, but so, so the, the question is, do they keep going after the annexation or not? Because well, I would think that this would be a, if everybody just goes, okay, let's just do this and we'll be done. Then it would mm-hmm. be done. But if there's uh if there is any kind of well no we're going to continue to fight which is what you're hearing then it probably continues to get pushed yeah because um uh so my again going back to that original march prediction is that if you drew a line from odessa through kiev all the way north uh to um belarus that would be the chunk of land that would become part of russia because and it's not a hard prediction to make because that's the Russian uh, population. So it, it, th- these are places where people uh, always spoke Russian. There was no Ukrainian dialect. And that's all it really is. It's not a freaking language. It's a dialect. Um, like that was not a thing. So I think that uh, right now, there's probably zero chance of there being any kind of a um, ceasefire or any kind of a resolution to this. So I think Russia is going to keep doing, so they're going to formalize this new chunk, although they've delayed this, they were going to do it next week, but apparently now they're saying they're going to hold off on the formal recognition of them or I guess the the people have voted to become part of Russia, but Russia isn't going to fast track the process. So it'll take a little while. Right. Because we don't believe this election, but we're told election deniers should all go straight to hell. But we don't believe the results of this election. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which um, makes sense. 
And I saw Donald Trump was offering to go negotiate. So hold on. So so we don't believe that the people that have been at war and attacked by happen? the coup that came from Kiev for the last eight years, that they would wish to leave Ukraine. Huh. Exactly. It has to go down our yeah. own line of political thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, when, when Trump gets more votes than any other president in the history, uh, has ever gotten well biden still wins okay all right that makes sense we have our one and only uh executive producer i guess with a boostagram live 3333 yeah. comic strip blogger why well, this has to be wrong he's not listening he is listening and he wants uh, everybody he, to visit i don't believe it www.csb.lol to find fun cartoons and he says tell russian that's you uh-huh to uh-huh. give up American citizenship if he wants to give Alaska back to Russia. I don't think you said you wanted to, did you? Did no, you? I did. I just said there was never fully. Uh, that the paperwork uh, wasn't the paperwork officially was never done. Yeah. vetted. Mm-hmm. So yep. if that was never vetted, then it wouldn't actually be giving it back to Russia. I, I, I love the fact that a, a Polish dude sitting there <laughs> is is telling me what I should be doing when I'm an American citizen talking about Alaska. Okay, bye. I thought you have you like, well, so many different passports. It's hard to keep up. Well, I've got an American one. That's the important one. So international man of mystery. Well, until you get to Mexico and then which passport? Yeah. Do you well, then I use the Mexican one. Right. Yeah, obviously. And your, and your name changes <laughs> to like Juan Carlos or something like that. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. Don't be outing me. Sorry. I, I didn't. It's so hard to keep track of all your different aliases. Uh huh. I've got them encrypted here on a hard drive. I know, I know. It's because I send you email from all of them. Just in case. Yeah. It's the backup. We're, we're yeah, kind of exactly. like a home base. Well, at least you didn't say Juan Valdez, which <laughs> is my name in Colombia. Wait, but really good coffee then. <laughs> really good what? coffee. What do you mean? Juan Valdez. Really good coffee. In coffee? What, yeah. is, what does that have to do with coffee? Well, you know exactly what it has to do with coffee. <laughs> That's just my alias, man. You're right. Don't be, don't be talking about it. Did you used to do commercials back in like the eighties? <laughs> yeah, I've been around for a while. <laughs> You've changed a little too. I can see the dieting is not, uh, not being your friend. Uh, no, no. I like, uh, I like the good meat. You know, I like the, uh, Hey now there's a ISO. Is it, is that, is that even an ISO really? <laughs> well, anything could be an ISO. I mean, you can ISO anything. I never understood why they call them ISOs. Isolation would be my guess. Really? Yeah. That seems like a goofy term. You're just isolating. Me, yeah. There, there's two things that were ISOs. Uh, well, there's more than two. There's in search of, which is what I thought they were saying originally. Like, I'm in search of this thing that I can't find. Um, and then I realized, no, that's not what they mean by ISO. Then there's the ISO format of a CD. Um, ISO stands for International Standards Organization, right? Which is a been uh, around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and then I think there's a couple other definitions of ISO, but I've never understood why the hell they call clips ISOs. I think it is just why because would you not just call it a clip? Well, I would agree. I mean, it's in broadcast. I think it's what's referred to as. It is. Uh... Let's see. For audio. I don't know where ISO came from. It was not a term 
for a clip that I was familiar with. Like I said, I, I know a few other ISOs, but well, I know it's, it is them. on uh, the No Agenda podcast, which is really that's where, the only podcast I've heard the reference from. Is No Agenda is they're calling clips ISOs and everything that has uh, snowballed from No Agenda overall is who calls them ISOs. Right, but that's my point. Is I don't understand why John and Adam started calling these things ISOs because I believe of isolation. I believe they've mentioned that before. If I'm not totally. Uh, imagine that bad acronym man or studying an acronym i would you're just taking a little bit and you're isolating it that's what's allegedly making it it's not really isolating it you're clipping it are you isolating it well you're isolating it from the rest of a longer audio taking the tracks apart that created it you're not removing the background sound i mean like for instance you just said something like hey i like big meat well then you just you cut that out you're isolating it from the rest of the audio i I cannot lie See, Mm -hmm. we should have Adam Curry on the show and he can explain where the term came from. Oh, dude, I can't even get Adam Curry to go to lunch. Good (laughs) good luck getting him on the show. Maybe I have better luck. He likes me better than you. It's been a year since we got together and I I was near that area. Uh, I was at a a buddy's uh, ranch up there. And... um, I'm like, hey, dude, I haven't talked for a long time. I'm like pretty close to you. Give me a holler. See what's going on. And then a couple of days later, I get a text message that crank says, text message. Yeah, crank yeah. Text it's message. been uh, no. It says, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, it has indeed. So, so the, the, mean, that didn't that wasn't followed up by an invite uh, or a uh, not just just been busy. Okay. Well, you know. Well, I busy, know busy's good, I guess. I don't know. Is busy good? I know that uh, he is doing what five podcasts now. Yeah, I keep so, trying to keep up with one more than him, which is why we're uh-huh. we're adding another. Of course, but I think what you really but, just need to do is pick up a nice bottle of wine or two, and then just text Tina with, "Hey, I've got some wine. You guys interested?" Mm-hmm. I think they're full up on wine, dude. Are you kidding? They the same thing's happening to them that happened to the uh uh the whiskey school guys that I was around when they started. The boxes just is, started coming in yeah, fast exactly. and furious. It's like as soon as people see you publicly as a, an alcoholic, <laughs> I mean a consumer of the alcoholic st- stuff, everybody wants to send you a gift. And uh, those gifts are alcoholic. And pretty soon, uh, you know, the whiskey guys were getting like 20 bottles of whiskey a day. That's I mean, crazy. Got ridiculous. They, they had to move offices because they got too much whiskey. Which is a problem I wouldn't mind have. Well, that's not right? really true because I don't consume it anymore. So, uh, yeah. But just- it's, uh, I, I think uh, at this stage, uh, Adam and Tina are pretty much getting that same thing with wine. They're getting bottles every week. Yeah, it's but are they day. are they the good bottles? I mean, you say you just need to elevate your wine game. It can't be a twenty dollar, thirty dollar wine. You have to get into the hundreds now. Well, I mean, if if I was going to spend a hundred dollars on a bottle of wine to give, there's only one guy I would send it to, and it wouldn't be Adam. Oh, thank you. You'd be sending me some wine. That It'd was... be John. Oh, well, wow. Because John appreciates wine. Well, oh, he he understands good wine from bad wine is this uh 
And he's always replied to every single text about wine I've ever sent him. But see, but no other text where Adam's the opposite. No, no, no. He ignores all my other texts. But if I ever send John a photo of a label, within five minutes, there's a reply back describing that wine. It is an impressive service. He should charge for that. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh-huh. It's like uh-huh. personal sommelier. Pretty much. I mean, I'm like, hey, sitting at a restaurant. What do you think? Click. You just well, said- it's got pretty complex flavors. If you can get into it for under $75 a bottle, then it's worth doing. If it's more than that, don't bother. You just send the whole wine list sometimes and be like, what should I be drinking here? No, no, no. That's dangerous because I know exactly <laughs> what he's going to go for. The most expensive bottle possible. No, it's not maybe the most expensive, but it ain't going to be cheap. That's for sure. So, no, I usually... I wait until there's a selection or if I'm at a, a, a store and I find something that looks like a good bottle or like a, a good bottle for sale, then I might send something like that to him and then say, hey, what, what, what are your thoughts here? What are you thinking? I saw an idiotic uh, story the other day of a guy that was mm-hmm. at one of Gordon Ramsay's restaurants mm-hmm. and ordered a steak that he didn't realize and I will have to back him a little bit if the menu showed different steaks as different pricing where mm-hmm. one of them was the price per like four ounces and the other mm-hmm. one was priced per ounce. And he thought it was also priced per four ounces. Oh, oops. <laughs> yeah. So he got himself about a $400 steak. Wow. That's a hundred bucks an ounce. I guess. I mean, uh, it's insane. It, it was, uh, you know, well, no, it was ordered obviously more than four ounces, but what he thought he was getting, uh, you know, at a price of whatever, it was way more. He thought he was looking, mm-hmm. hey, like this is 20 bucks for four ounces instead of 20 bucks per ounce. So, oops, mm-hmm. you still say, hey, well, yeah, give me a 12 ounce steak. I can afford that. That's great. Yeah. Until it's, yeah, 20 an ounce rather than 20 for four. Well, ounces. he may have been drinking a little too much then before ordering. That's also very possible. It is possible. Now, the one thing I don't like is when they have market price on the menus. You're like, what is that? Okay. What is that? Well, because here's the thing. Don't just put market price and expect me to say okay to ordering it. Well, yeah, because nicer restaurants, they're not giving you the laminated menus that stick around for months at a time. They're usually giving you something they printed that day. Yeah, well, in Austin, they don't give you shit. They make you scan a barcode, but yeah. <laughs> Those assholes, they won't even give you a menu. No, now. They, like, oh, that disappeared. Those menus disappeared with COVID. Oh, there are no Jesus. menus anymore. So your menu is just, you have to have a device. Otherwise, you what happens if yep. you don't have a device? You're like, I'm a Luddite. You shouldn't be eating there. I'm Amish. I don't have a, I don't have a cell phone. No, sorry. Get out of Austin. <laughs> Not just the restaurant. We're going to take oh, you out to the city limits. You'd be lucky if they let you use an Android phone. Wow, really? It's an Apple uh, ecosystem oh, there? Oh, are you kidding? Austin? It's the second biggest Apple hub after uh, Silicon Valley. I believe it. They have, I think they have 11 buildings here. Well, you'll get fired, though, if you say you like to uh, fondle big-breasted women. Why would you do that in Austin? <laughs> L down there in Texas, all you got are steers and queers, well, and I'm not Texas. seeing any steers. There's Texas, and then there's Austin. Yeah. No, Austin is a it's an it's an exclave of California. 
which is not a good selling point. Oh, it's a horrible selling point unless it's for people that want to move here from California. So it's basically it's an exclave of California with lower taxes. But are they still that much lower? I'm betting you're catching up. Uh, well, the city taxes are high. I think they're higher than any other city in Texas. But the um, the state tax is the big one that is a huge difference. I mean, like none here in Texas and 8% in California. Yeah, it's like the selling point of Florida. Hey, we have no uh, per, you know, no state income tax. I'm like, well, yeah, but you just mm-hmm. got destroyed by a hurricane. So nobody got destroyed by a hurricane. That's a bullshit. Hundreds of people died, according to news reports. Well, that's people that really voluntarily committed suicide. Yeah, well, this is true. Not taking the. Uh, I'm going to stay in my basement because I don't <laughs> believe in hurricanes. Uh huh. There was a guy allegedly, because again, internet that had a video that said he mm-hmm. was in Fort Myers, if I remember correctly, on yeah. the 27th floor of his condo building. Then he didn't leave. And, well, he didn't leave. No, and mm-hmm. they had water in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. The building was swaying so much, the water mm-hmm. was moving almost enough to come out of the tub. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy crap! I mean, I know that's what those buildings are designed to do. Yeah, but I don't know if I could uh, if I could stay in a building that was moving that much. It would freak me I, out. It'd be a fun ride, but I wouldn't want to live there. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't want to be there yeah. when a. I mean, I've been in buildings. There's a a tall building in in uh, Melbourne that I was in that is known for its swaying, and you get up to the top floor for the observation deck, you can definitely feel the building swaying underneath you. It's not a uh, it's not a good fe- it's not a comforting feeling. I would guess. No, it's even if it's by design, uh, it's it doesn't feel good to be up high and have your, your legs be moving underneath you. Yes. Cause your immediate lizard brain thought of how high is this fall? And am I going to die? <laughs> yes. Very. And yes, you're not, you're not thinking like, Oh, it's designed to swing back and forth. It's not a big deal. It just does that all day long. Yeah. We're perfectly safe is not what's uh, natural. Uh-uh. We, we like things that don't move underneath us. It is preferred. I, mean, I think it, it took a hell of a lot of revolution to even get up on the horse. Well, then airplanes, come on. Uh, airplanes don't really move. That's the thing. <laughs> airplanes, if. Well, how do you well, get to don't. Mexico then? They, they don't. They don't. <laughs> um, airplanes, due to their nature of, of flight, they, they're very dissociative they just go if, up in the air and the earth the rotates around down, them well that's true too it depends on the direction you're going but if you if you have the blinds down like you're taking a night flight other than for the first three the minutes of takeoff right. or the three minutes prior to landing good luck judging where you are and how fast you're going oh that's you true. can't tell you're stationary well, that's true, which is why pilots have such a problem if you are flying blind. Uh, quite often, don't even know if you're upside down, what's, uh, you know, what's well, going on. Well, that's why you got to use instruments, because well, yeah. your, your brain, much like your eyeballs, not being able to see a moving dot as a moving dot, but rather seeing it as a whole image, 
your brain compensates for all these things. So your inner ear that's telling you when things are in motion gets into a sync pattern where, oh, well, it's the same motion all the time. Therefore, I'm going to say there's no motion. Yes, everything's fine. Nothing to worry mm-hmm. about here. Yep. We're not going to plunge to our deaths if these big metal engines don't keep going. Yeah, yeah. I saw a thing on, they they tested, I think we talked about the fact that Chicago, other cities are getting ready to start doing air taxis, more or less. Mm. And I saw they finally tested this electronic vehicle. And of course, you know, I guess I feel a little safer when uh, the engines are made by Rolls Royce. That is a company I would, uh, I would uh, put a little bit of faith into, but it's a piloted thing. So BMW. It's and has uh, seating for four people. So it's basically a glorified electric. It's not a helicopter. It's not exactly like the uh, what's the big military vehicle where you have the rotors and then the whole wing spins, the Osprey. Oh, or something. yeah, yeah, yeah. Osprey. Yeah. It is not exactly that, but it's a similar concept where they have rotors that will let you take off and then they have wings that will let you. Uh, so it's kind of a combination platter which looks like a really cool vehicle, 100-mile range. And the goal is to have the cost of going from point A to point B be about the same as taking a traditional cab. That I'm wondering how far they're going to be from. Good luck with that. Uh Uh-huh. How much are they jacking up the cab prices? Exactly. would have to be. Oh, it's $50 a block? Right. Right. Well, if you want to land, that's an extra surcharge. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. How badly yeah, do you want to get there safely? I, I just don't it's, know what the need is for a uh, a fleet of flying cabs. Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, but you would totally take one to the airport if you could. Well, yeah, of course. So maybe that's the need, I guess. But I don't know. I think those that makes a lot more sense in the city that's got a lot of traffic. Yes. Yeah. Like LA, Austin. for instance. <laughs> right. <laughs> Chicago, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> for sure. That's always been the dream is to fly right over the traffic. Well, that's what we see in all the future movies like Blade Runner and stuff. But you can't do it yourself because you can't have your own vehicle. You have to be reliant on. Well, I mean, didn't Adam like at one point and at one point being in uh, 2001, right before the. Uh, the billing collapse on a helicopter company. Yeah. And I think that was kind of the goal as well is to bring people that can afford it to the airport via helicopter instead of a car, a massive convenience. And I mean, I get it too, going downtown because rush hour in Chicago sucks. Rush hour in LA sucks. If you could just go from the suburbs into the heart of downtown, then people will pay for it. I get it. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. You don't want to sit in traffic. Just depends on no, how deep nobody, your pockets are. Nobody likes to sit in traffic, but you know, hopefully a lot of people are avoiding it these days. Well, they used to stay home shelter in place. Mm-hmm. Shelter in Mexico. Same. Are you going well, to the same resort this time? Or are you trying something different? Same place. Ah, Mr. Uh, Valdez, welcome back. Your suite mm-hmm. is waiting for you. 
I'm thinking of going back there again next month. You would think they would have your flip-flops waiting for you there. Why don't you just tell them you need a fresh... Hold these. Hold these until I'm back. Yes. Or just a fresh pair of flip-flops. I mean, this is a (laughs) high-quality hotel. Like, do you have any extra requests that Mm -hmm. we can fulfill for you, sir? It's actually a resort, not a hotel. Well, that's even better. No, that makes everything more expensive. Right, but they could still... They will still cater to every one of your needs, unless you're afraid to pay a thousand dollars for a pair of flip-flops mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean you've had a real job recently it's not like you're just a podcaster yeah, that's true you like you gotta I spend did have, i'm still unemployed but i did have a real job not too long ago see there you go i'm surprised they even let you come to the resort they're like oh you're currently between jobs no mm-hmm. your social well, they, score not so good <laughs> it's social score. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, there's ways to fix that. Well, this is why you have so many different passports and identities. You fuck up That's, one of them, you're like, I'll just go to the next. Yeah, and just get rid of that one. Yeah, kind of, that that dude's going Do it over. Yeah, but speaking of, speaking of uh, heading off on vacation, uh, I think we need to wrap this up a little early today. That's okay because I I still have to get some stuff done before I leave. And by early, you mean now. I mean, pretty much right now. Yeah, you'll be back for next week, Friday. Um, or no, I'll yes. be traveling on Friday. Uh oh. So we need to figure out whether we want to do it a day early or a day later, or a couple of days later, or something. What everybody should do is follow us on No Agenda Social, and then they'll know. Yeah, No Agenda Socials. Well, look <clears throat> for the people that are subscribed to the podcast, which everybody should be. It's not going to make any difference anyway. It'll show up in your app when it shows up in your app it's like magic and it'll be ready uh whenever we uh deliver it um for anybody that's listening live on the stream well yeah that's obviously a very small number of people but for them um we'll post something on the agenda social once we get that figured out well let's be careful out there gene that's always a plan (laughs) 